Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to How Stuff Works Now. I'm your host, Lauren Vogelbaum, a researcher and writer here at How Stuff Works. Every week, I'm bringing you three stories from our team about the weird and wondrous developments we've seen in science, technology, and culture. This week, given some recent headlines from Vietnam and Iraq, we explore the question of whether internet access is a human right. And given a headline from here in the United States, we report on the second ever successful penis transplant. Yes. Uh, but first, senior writer Robert Lamb brings us the story of a research team that managed to make a functioning supercapacitor out of food products. The team says their university gave them a hard time with the expense reports. They saw barbecue sauce and energy drinks and assumed that they were throwing parties. That's right, eat a motherboard sandwich, MacGyver, because engineering professor Dr. Han Quing Yang and his team made a supercapacitor out of foodstuffs. They combined water, activated charcoal pellets, egg white, gold foil, gelatin, cheddar cheese, seaweed, and monster energy drink into a sandwich the size of a soy sauce packet. All of this resembling a cross between ravioli and shark eggs. This tight little package of edible materials can travel the human digestive highway with ease. But more importantly, you can hook the thing up to an electric current and store a temporary charge on it prior to ingestion. And yes, since the device's casing is cheddar cheese, the supercapacitor itself tastes like cheese and is the world's first non-vegan electronic component. So... Sorry, vegans. Now, seeing as we don't live in a David Cronenberg film, you're probably wondering why a human would want to swallow an organic electrical capacitor to begin with. Well, for starters, the researchers demonstrated this little spark ravioli's ability to kill disease-causing bacteria, like E. coli, in vitro. Even more important, however, is its potential to power the tiny wireless cameras used in capsule endoscopy, with no worries about contamination if the capsule breaks. 
A whole host of biomedical devices could benefit from the technology, especially if 3D printers could be outfitted to create even smaller edible supercapacitors cheaply and on demand. Next up, senior writer Jonathan Strickland explains two recent cases of a government restricting its citizens' access to the Internet over seemingly strange issues, dead fish and school exams. The Internet is still a relatively young technology, and yet it's hard to imagine our world without it. So how would you feel if your country's government restricted your access to the Internet? It's something that has happened several times in the past, despite the United Nations declaring that Internet access should be unrestricted, except in a few cases, prescribed by international human rights law. And it may have happened recently in Vietnam, where it all has to do with pollution and fish. Since April, dead fish have been turning up in rivers and on shorelines. Many in Vietnam blame a Taiwanese company called Formosa Plastics. It turns out Formosa had an illegal waste pipe, but the company maintains it isn't responsible for the fish dying. The Vietnamese government required Formosa to dig up and remove the pipe. According to city government officials, the real culprit might be a polluted canal system coupled with heavy rains. But for two weeks, protesters used Facebook to organize rallies in major cities calling for Formosa to admit responsibility for the dead fish. Then, mysteriously, people in Vietnam discovered they couldn't access Facebook or Instagram. Did the government shut down access to Facebook to prevent further protests? As we record this episode, the answer is unclear, but many are assuming as much. Meanwhile, in Iraq, the Ministry of Communication shut down all access to the Internet three times for three hours each. Why? To stop students from cheating on exams. Apparently, Iraqi schools have a problem with students bringing mobile devices into exam rooms. Cutting off Internet access nationally was an effective, if excessive, solution. Perhaps this will mean the return of the old reliable method of writing answers down on the palm of your hand. Or maybe it will even lead to students studying harder for exams. But jokes aside, this policy impacts everyone in Iraq, not just students. And human rights advocacy groups like Access Now have spoken out against the strategy. Is it ever okay for a government to limit or remove internet access? We've seen it happen during contentious elections in Uganda, during the Arab Spring uprisings in 2011, and as a matter of general policy in China. And finally today, I've got the story of the world's second successful penis transplant from a deceased organ donor. I spent two days researching this, y'all. It's a crazy dream job. I mean, it, it is. But all jokes aside, why are we reporting on the second instance? Lots of the time, we as science reporters aren't too concerned with the second instance of anything. But, well, first of all, we should be, because that means that the science behind the first instance is working. That's rad. Secondly, in this case, it's more than just a salacious headline. Penile cancer is relatively rare, affecting between one and four men out of every 100,000 in different populations around the world. Still, in the U.S. alone, some 2,000 new cases will be diagnosed in 2016. That's according to the American Cancer Society. 
The most common treatment is penectomy, and at least partial removal of the penis to prevent the disease from spreading and becoming fatal. That's what happened to Thomas Manning, the 64-year-old recipient of the world's second successful penis transplant. Three years ago, a work accident led him to a hospitalization, during which his aggressive and potentially fatal cancer was detected. It's one lucky accident. After a partial penectomy left him with a one-inch stump, Manning reported such a decreased quality of life that he convinced a medical team to develop a transplant plan. Transplanting any organ is a massive undertaking. The first such surgery that actually worked, a kidney transplant among identical twins, didn't happen until 1954. Now, thousands of kidney, liver, and lung transplants are conducted each year in the U.S. alone. But the first successful penis transplant didn't happen until 2014 in South Africa. It restored urological and sexual function to a 21-year-old. He'd had a penectomy after his ritual circumcision went poorly, and gangrene set in. Following in that team's footsteps, Manning's 12-surgeon team performed the procedure over 15 hours. They say they're cautiously optimistic that Manning will regain 75% of his former function, and Manning himself is in good spirits. That last part may be the least scientific factor in the surgery, but it's still important. The first attempted penis transplant conducted in China in 2006 went physically well, but ended in the removal of the transplanted organ, reportedly due to the patient's and his wife's psychological distress. And quality of life is, after all, the point of penile transplants. Manning's team and others like them are hoping to apply these results not only to other cancer patients, but also to combat veterans and other men with severe pelvic injuries. And that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Subscribe now for more of the latest and strangest science news. And hey, send us your ideas for new stories, plus any snack suggestions. I'm really hungry. Shoot us an email at nowpodcast at howstuffworks dot com. And to access thousands of other stories like these, check out our home planet now dot howstuffworks dot com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn seven percent APY, a five hundred dollar matching bonus, and a fifteen hundred dollar mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March thirty first, twenty twenty five. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS two nine two two three zero. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week now through May 14th. Get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com/concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum Forty One, Thirty Seconds from Mars, Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So, if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.